From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey and Virginia, where there are lots of golf courses, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint. Luke Morrow alongside, your Vikings will be playing some of those golf courses today, correct? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, it was to be expected. Uh, I would have loved an opportunity to try to play the Niners this weekend. That probably wouldn't have gone well, but at least would have liked the chance. And so that's how, uh, that's how I'm looking at things. But you know what? We probably would have gotten killed this week anyway. So it's not like we were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. So it was a, it was a fun year, but uh, in typical fashion, came to a disappointing end. You guys, to me on Sunday, just looked like you had finally met an opponent that was that had everything going right, and you guys were the opponent were were a team that needed something from said other team to go wrong for you to win. Everything went right for the Giants, and the rest is history. Yeah. Uh you know, give the Giants credit, they played really well. And I was happy to see this week that the Vikings moved on from their defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, which, uh, because that was, a, that was a disaster all year. And um, I'm trying to think back. I mean, we got the one stop at the end of the game just because Slayton dropped that pass that gave the Vikings a chance. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I don't know if the Giants punted the whole game. They were able to do whatever they wanted offensively. So our defense was just terrible. I thought the offense did well. Kirk Cousins played well. Um, it was fitting on that final play, though, that you know he threw it short of the sticks, and that's what everyone's going to remember. How? How? Why? I, I watched that play over and over. It played inside MSG when I was at the Knicks game on, on Monday. Why do you throw that pass five years? He wasn't getting it even if he caught it. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, if you look at the All-22, no one was really that open, but you got to give somebody a chance to make a play to get a first down. Just chuck it up. It's, it's seasons on the line. I don't know why you check it down. You know, like uh, like it's the second quarter, and then it's third down, and you're going to punt anyways. I mean, seasons on the line, you got to give someone a chance to throw it to Justin Jefferson, see what he can do, kind of like that Buffalo game. And Kirk had done such a good job with that all year, ironically, uh, in the big moment. This is what he does. But, you know, the main takeaway is that the defense was, was a joke. It was terrible all year. I thought it was more about the scheme and the defensive coordinator, so I'm glad he's gone. And I thought Kevin O'Connell, first-year coach, really good this year, but he got too cute in a lot of situations. And uh, that was the case in that game. Uh, second drive, third and one, they have Justin Jefferson on third and one, trying to throw a pass to Kirk Cousins. I mean, what are we doing? Just just run the ball, get a first down. That was a big play. So it was a learning experience. It was a good year, uh, you know, and, and hopefully they, they come back better next year. But, yeah, you know, the Giants were the better team on, on Sunday. We'll see how New York can do today. Let's run through these four games um, that make up the divisional weekend, including a game to watch golf during. Yeah. Surprise, uh, surprise. Look, I think all four are interesting. Uh, well, yes, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things people could do. I think that this Kansas City-Jacksonville game, I was watching it with a friend, the, the uh, Giants game last week, and I'm sitting there going, uh, this game's over, I don't know, I'm going to leave to go home, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I think when you have college teammates, Trevor Lawrence and, 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 and Travis and Tien, Together like that, it's dangerous because they can call on things from past experiences. You know, it's like, I believe in you because you believe in me because we've, we're going on year six of this, whatever it is. And there's something also about Trevor Lawrence on Saturdays. And here we go, another Saturday with Trevor Lawrence. I think the Chiefs win this game. I just think they make it interesting because they hang around for a while. 
I do agree with you. It, you know, Andy Reid's really good off of a bye, but um, the Chiefs, at least from a betting perspective, they never cover these big numbers. They don't win uh, by large numbers when they're expected to. So I do think the Jaguars hang around. The You know, Doug Peterson going up against Andy Reid, it's like mentor versus mentee. Doug Peterson is... Uh, I think 5-1 and one in the playoffs is an underdog just straight up. And last week, they were an underdog. They came back and win. I think the big concern, because I, I do think Jacksonville will hang in there, but I think they have to get out to a, a quicker start. I mean, obviously, last week, you fall behind 27 nothing. You can't expect to win like that each week. But even go back to when they played the Chiefs during the regular season, it was a 27-17 victory for Kansas City. But for Jacksonville, they started that game with five punts and then a missed field goal. Uh, last week, you know, Trevor Lawrence had the four first-half interceptions. If you fall behind to Kansas City like they did in the regular season, you're probably not going to be able to come back against them. And the way to beat the Chiefs historically is in a shootout, not to play keep away. So Jacksonville's got to come out you know, ready to go offensively. Trevor Lawrence on the road, tough place. We'll see if there's some weather today. But they've gotten off to some slow starts this year. That could do them. you got to make sure you're ready to go right away. Can't expect a second-half comeback like last week. And you know, if Trevor Lawrence plays like he did in the second half last week, yeah, the Jaguars very much could hang in there. These two teams last two months have the same record. And if you look at the quarterback numbers, Trevor Lawrence's numbers are almost identical to Patrick Mahomes. So we talk so much about how good Mahomes is and the Chiefs aren't, rightfully so. But last two months, statistically, the Jaguars have been just as good. And yet, you know, the Chiefs are expected to win by double digits today. I, I just, I don't know if that happens. I don't like coaches who tip hands in those interviews right before the half, but Doug Peterson told Kelly, told Kelly Hartung, we, we may have to go with pace. Uh, watch out, Kansas City. Get ready to play with pace because I think that's how Jacksonville gets this, gets this game anywhere close to a win is by playing with pace. Yeah, I, I would agree. I always prefer teams to play with pace. It usually works out. And like I said, you know, the idea is usually when you go up against Mahomes, ah, keep him on the sideline, run the football, let's try to win 17-14. That doesn't happen. If you go back and you look, Mahomes losses. The other team's scoring in the 30 points. you got to outscore them. So go with out. With you 100%. Yeah, and, and go fast and try to score as much as you can instead of, you know, slowing it down, playing, keep away, running the football. No, be as aggressive as you can against a team like this. Phil, uh, Philly, geez. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Giants. Uh, I've been hearing this all week. It's been surrounding me. Um, even though I'm not involved in the game, I think this Giants team is hitting its stride at the right time which is dangerous, and Philly's been off. I think Philly is beatable. I think it's, it, it may come down to a turnover or two. This could get a little sloppy, and I really think that this is a game that the, that the Giants win, I don't know, 31 to 29, something like that, or even lower, make it like 24 to 23. Like I think this could be ugly, uh, and I think it could be tight, but I think they get the job done. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm conflicted on this game. Um, you know, divisional teams like this, third matchup, I Hard to usually beat like, a three like team three close. times. Hard to beat a, three, a, 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 a team three times. Yeah. You know, and um, look, I know last week the Niners took care of business with Seattle, but like the Dolphins obviously kept it very close with the Bills. Um, so 
these divisional games uh, can be can be tricky. Uh, the the Ravens, the Bengals was the other one I was trying to think of last week. Came down to the very end. You know each other so well that it's hard to try to blow out the other team, and they just played one another. My biggest concern for this is Jalen Hurts because even though he played Week 18, he wasn't running the football. It was like a half script because the Eagles were already. You know, they knew they were pretty much set in the one seed, and they don't want to bang up Jalen Hurts anymore coming back from an injury. So I'm curious now, extra time off, like was that just because they don't want to take any chances or because that was because they really couldn't? You know, how for Jalen Hurts today, will he be running like normal? Is he 100% or do they still want to take it easy with him because he's still recovering from this injury? And if he's not, you know, 100%, if he can't run, uh, that's a big difference for this offense. Daniel Jones played really well last week, but as we talked about in the Open, my concern for Giants fans may be more that that was about the Vikings more than the Giants because the Vikings' defense is just they were second to last in pass defense this year. Uh, Philadelphia on the road could be a bigger challenge, but the Eagles have been vulnerable against the run this year. Saquon Barkley could have a big game, and Daniel Jones with his feet could have a good game. As we saw last week, he was running all over the Vikings. He may have to do that again today, but but I like the, the Giants to keep it close. It's a betting angle, but Brian Dable has covered the spread in every rematch this year, including against the Eagles in Week 18. So when he gets these rematches, Dable has done a good job this year, at least keeping games close. I do think it will be close tonight. Uh, the Giants will have a chance to win. Uh, as you said, the Eagles haven't been playing as good these last couple of weeks, but I really don't know which way to go in this game. Uh, I just think it's going to be close, competitive, and, and, and it should be fun tonight in Philly. Your, your uh, game to watch the final round of the American Express tomorrow on the PGA Tour is the Cowboys and the Niners. The Niners are going to blow the Cowboys out and shock everyone. Brock wow. Purdy is for real, and it may be 34 nothing. It may be, uh, you know, not 42 nothing like I thought the Bills game would be. Um, I, I don't give Dallas a shot in this game. Was not impressed on Monday. I think that's more of Tampa's weaknesses than Dallas's strengths. I do agree there. I do think that game was more about Tampa than, than Dallas. Dak uh, Prescott played great. Everyone was praising him. But, I mean, if you go back and you look, guys are falling down. They're running into each other for Tampa. There's a wide open reason. That was an embarrassment for Tampa Bay's defense, led by a defensive head coach Monday. And Brady obviously didn't play great either. Um, but I do give the Cowboys a chance. I think the Cowboys will keep it close. I do think it's a bit of a toss-up. It's a head versus heart for me. My, my uh, heart tells me... Um, that the Cowboys, or, or my heart tells me the Niners will, will easily dispose of Dallas because, number one, I don't like Dallas. But number two, <laughs> I think the Niners on paper should be the much better team. They went into Dallas and beat them in the playoffs last year, and I think the Niners are playing even better right now this year. But all the numbers and the trends and the, you know, everything's pointing me in the direction of the Cowboys at least keeping it close. And for San Francisco, they played only two teams this year with a positive point differential. One was Seattle, who they beat all three times, but Seattle was only plus nine, so uh, almost uh, a negative point differential. And the other was Kansas City, and San Francisco lost by 21 against Kansas City this year. So this may be, you know, the biggest test they've had in a while. Maybe second biggest on the year is playing the Cowboys tomorrow. And you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop for Brock Purdy, who's played so well, but can he continue this run? The one thing I will say, and the last thing I'll mention, is that in regards to Brock Purdy, uh, since he's taken over, the Niners are averaging like almost 200 rushing yards a game. They take a lot off his plate, a lot of play action passes, open receivers, and the, the football off because Shanahan has such a good run game. Debo. 
to the run. Uh, the Cowboys have allowed the 11th most rushing yards this year. So while I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop for Purdy, he may not even have to do a ton tomorrow because uh, they, they could maybe run the football uh, through that defense and, and do enough offensively to win the game. Debo alert, Debo alert, Debo alert. Yeah. I mean, the way he cuts up and gains speed is just ridiculous. Huh. And then we get to what? Cincinnati, Buffalo, and um, thank God that DeMar Hamlin is where he is in his recovery. Um, he's got a long way to go, says his manager, but he's making positive progress and is in the facility every day. And this matchup that was supposed to be played week 17 now gets played here. And uh, Luke, uh, Jim Nance said it on the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Uh, podcast, excuse me. He doesn't know quite what type of energy will be inside Orchard Park on Sunday. Um, if there's going to be a kind of... He, he knows it'll be a, a really positive, you know, real just lit up Bill's crowd. But he does not know how much of that matchup specifically and or it, does DeMar Hamlin show up in a luxury box or something? Does DeMar Hamlin show up on a video screen live from his house? Like, that factor... And then there's the factor of Cincinnati, who has progressively gotten themselves to this spot, and the Bills, who seem more vulnerable than I initially thought last week, playing Miami. Where is your head at right now? Because just throw out the Ravens for a second. That team, yes, they gutted it out, but they were they were without Lamar Jackson. Where's your head at on this game? Because we have emotions on one side, and we have a, a team who's... We're seeing uh, their true test for the first time really in, in a month with Cincy. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I don't really know. Uh, I think the Bills are the better team. They're at home. It, you know, there's a lot of things. The Bengals' offensive line's missing three guys now. Yeah. Last year, their offensive line wasn't very good, and Burrow still got into the Super Bowl. So is that enough of a deterrent? I know Cincinnati's really ticked off because of that game with DeMar Hamlin, which, as like you said, thank goodness he, he's doing well now. And so the Bengals can feel comfortable being upset about how things played out because of the, the happy outcome with Hamlin. But, you know, they were leading that game against Buffalo, and if they win that game, they're playing at home this weekend instead of going to Buffalo. If you're going to make the AFC title game a neutral site, I don't know why this isn't a neutral site either, or as well. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. And Cincinnati has been vocal about that, so you know they're upset about having to go to Buffalo. Joe Burrow is, is so good when everyone's doubting him, and, and people are doubting him this weekend without three linemen to do this, yada, yada, yada. But if you go back to last week, you know Buffalo, I thought, was... I don't know, maybe unlucky. Uh, they should have won. I, I'll say that they should have won by more last week. And the Bengals are kind of fortunate to win with that 14-point swing on that ridiculous, you know, scoop and score from 98 yeah. yards at the goal line going yeah. the way, 99 yards. So Don't either push or, or go over the top. Don't do both. That that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, do the push. That, that, that seems to be unstoppable these days. Just push the guy in. Um but my point being that the Bills may be a little under, even still a little undervalued because everyone looks at last week, oh, they barely won, and they should have won that game by more. And, the, and vice versa, like, oh, the Bengals, you know, they, they beat the Ravens. Well, they're kind of fortunate to win. So, And, and also, um, the Bengals this year played a backup quarterback in half of their games. Now you get Josh Allen in Buffalo. So this is the game that I'm probably the most 
uh, confused about, most twisted about, but I do think the Bills win, and, and maybe, you know, they're favored by like five and a half, which seems like a lot. Maybe they do win relatively handily. It's just hard to doubt Burrow. And then you factor in the last thing, like you said, if Mark Hamlin shows up in person, even if they show him on the screen, that emotion, that lift that I'm sure it will provide, uh, that would be a great moment there. I'm sure it would, it would help out the Bills even more in the actual football game. So it's hard to go against Buffalo at home in this situation, uh, but I guess if any quarterback can win a game like this, it would be Burrow on the road. When, when we get to this round, we do picks. Something every other show does, but we only do picks when it gets to this round and farther. Who wins the first game today? Jacksonville, Kansas City. I go Kansas City. Yeah, me as well. I think it'll be close, but I think Kansas City wins. Who wins? Well, I said that I think the Giants won a really close, sloppy game. Who do you think wins tonight? Uh, this game's tough for me, too. I, I hate to go chalk. I think I'm going to go Eagles. I give the, I give the Giants a chance, but, but I think Philadelphia wins at home. Bills win tomorrow, but not by much. All right, I'm going to flip it then. I do think the Bills win, but I think they win by at least a touchdown. And Cowboys, San Fran, I got no idea. Well, I, I said it's a blowout, um, but I could be also just dead wrong. So I have no idea. I'll go San Fran in a blowout because I, I, think they, I think they're the better team right now, but I don't know what that means. They are the better team, but for, I don't, like I said, everything's pointing me in the direction of the Cowboys for some reason. I don't want to pick four favorites here because that's, that's just too obvious. There's going to be some upset at the NFL, so I guess I got, that leaves me with the Cowboys. I, I do think they cover the four-point spread, so that means you know they, I give them a chance to win. So I'll take Dallas to win uh, in the upset and advance further than they have in, in, what, 25 years. There you go. Luke, enjoy the basketball today. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you all for joining us on this Saturday edition of the Sunday Sprint.